This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and there's nothing like a hotel coffee maker to remind you that coffee is just hot bean water. Oh, controversial take at the top of the episode. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandy Posey and Cash App for when you want all your friends to hate you a little bit. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker and my hippie deodorant works great, assuming the desired effect is making it rain baking soda down your arms. <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. We're doing awesome podcasting. Killing it. Lots of hot takes up top. (laughs) Feeling Mm -hmm. good. Hot Um, takes. No, I just had one of those coffee makers that only had the... um, like tea bag coffee, you know, oh, that yeah. they give you. Yeah. And I did it, of course, because I needed it. But I was like, oh, what are you doing? This is evil. Yeah. I was talking to Sean about this recently. Like, they need to do one of two things. Just cut the shit with the room coffee. Put an espresso machine in the room. Charge me for it. I'll exactly. pay it. I just put, 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 charge me $5 a day for the regular coffee. Or every hotel, we were just in Vegas, and Sean was like, if I had a casino... I would. Every guest gets a free Starbucks every day. That's such a good idea. At first, I was like, that's crazy talk. And then I was like, you know what? It just might work. Yeah. Like, (laughs) because if you get a free coffee, you're going to buy other shit too. Exactly. Exactly. And like, yeah, $5, what's the most? And what's your your overhead for a cup of coffee? 50 cents? Did they even, did they give you a coffee maker in? Vegas, because I feel like Vegas especially won't give you shit because they want you to spend money outside of the room. No, I don't think they did. Yeah, it's yeah. like I remember last time I was there, we paid so much money for a room and they had no fridge, no, co- and I was like, "Fuck you!" I was just like, yeah. Oh, "Yeah, they don't want you to spend any no zero time no. in here. We're just going to show yeah. you like ads for <laughs> yeah. Carrot Top Show on the TV. You know me, I need I like to save a quarter of a sandwich for three days in a fridge. <laughs> Same, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Same. Actually, this one had a thing that was like, it specifically was like, don't even try to put your own food in here. If yes. you move anything around for more than 30 seconds, you will be charged for it. Yeah. So they uh, give you a fridge, but it's only shit you can buy. And if you yeah. move a Sprite for like your own thing, they're like, no. Nope. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. And this is, I talk about Vegas. Okay. Price is right situation right now. I'm going to tell you guys what I got from room service. And I want you guys to guess oh, the boy. price. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. A pot of drip coffee. Okay. A Pellegrino. A plate of cut watermelon. (laughs) Go on. Yeah, that's it. Um, Including tip or not including tip? Uh, Let's say including tip. $25. $42. Higher? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Ready? Ready? Yeah. 80. What? Dollars. Eight zero. What? Eight zero. Break that. You didn't even get any actual food. No food. Watermelon. Watermelon. Break the break the bill down for me. What's what is how how much? What is the how? Yeah. What? That is fucking insane. I didn't even look. I was just like, I guess I should have looked. I get. Of course not. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. So the pot of coffee was like twenty five bucks. The watermelon was fifteen dollars. The Pellegrino was like. Another I feel like in the $13, $14 range. Yeah, and then they added like nuts. a service fee. Of yeah. Course, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I tip 20%. Yeah. Damn. See, I love Vegas, but like you really, Ooh. they, yeah. you cannot yeah. go without spending a shitload of money in every way. That no. Sucks. Man. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean was sitting across from me and he was like, how much was that? And I was like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> There's yeah. lots. No. <laughs> he doesn't need to hear that. God damn. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. How was the coffee? I hope it was worth it. Honestly, it did the trick. It was good. Okay, it was good. good. Yeah. And then like, I, but then of course, like I drank all of it because I was like, I had to get my money's worth. Of course. Yes. You're not going to not drink that whole pot of no. $80 coffee. <laughs> exactly. Oh my That's God. Wild. Yeah. Ugh. Oof. Oof. Um, yeah, no story. <laughs> well, should we should we get to our show? Yeah. It. It's a really good one. I'm excited. It's a really fun episode. I mean, this guy is like a legendary podcaster. You know, we've been around for a decade. He's been around for 15 years doing his mm-hmm. show. And we met him forever ago. And he's always been like the sweetest guy. So sweet yeah. and so supportive of us. And um, we're so excited. We finally got him on. You know him from his insanely epic popular podcast called Stuff You Should Know. It's Charles W. Chuck Bryant on the show this week. Enjoy. Sweet. Um, Let's do it. Let's jump in. So excited to have our guest on, Chuck Bryant. Hi. Hi. Thank you for joining us. We're good. Yeah. yeah, where are you coming to us from? Is this is this your your basement or is uh, this... you mean what part of the world or what part of my house? <laughs> yeah, however you feel like answering. If we're that doing question. one of those like zoom out on the satellite things in a movie, <laughs> yeah. start in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the other way. Yeah, I'm in my basement, um, which is where I've been basically since uh, April 2020. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I live in Atlanta. And uh, as of like two weeks from now, I'm going to have a much better studio than this this basement. But you know, this may be like one of the last things I do down here. Wow. Your basement, from what I can see, has like very much like cool place to party when you're a teenager vibes. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> used to be the band room. And then my, uh, my wife, Emily, closed her business. She had a natural body product business for 20 years. And so behind me now, you see the... Lots of jars of herbs and witchy potions and things. So it all kind of moved down here. I've been crowded out. It sounds like it smells delightful, though. Yeah. It sounds like it smells good. Sounds like it smells good. Sounds like it smells good. I'm using all of my senses to imagine your your basement. That's like, do you ever see people like actors usually where you're like, oh, he seems like he smells. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just by looking at him. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know who uh, smelled? I, no big deal, but in high school, I worked at the Skechers outlet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, had to wear a basketball jersey to work. Did not play basketball. And um, I, Tommy Lee came in, and my first like I didn't recognize him as a celebrity. Mm-hmm. He smelled so strongly 
of uh, Tommy Lee. Uh, <laughs> which is a real bouquet for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quite uh, fermented, I would say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's stinky. That's a yeah. perfect example. Yeah, exactly. So he I can confirm he he smells like he looks. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else smelled anyone famous? <laughs> <laughs> On model liberty to say I had to sign oh, an NDA. Yeah, so. I've signed, oh, okay. some, <laughs> signed some NDAs about it. Um, I do have a I do have a, a, a spinoff podcast for, pitch for you. Stuff you shouldn't smell. I right. think would be just a good a good list of things to just not put your nose near or into. <laughs> yeah. I did walk by Fabio once, but I don't think I got a oh. whiff. But you know, yeah. I guess he smelled like I can't believe it's not butter. Probably. Right. <laughs> Contractually obligated to. I don't know if that's what they were going for with Fabio, but he does have that like his skin looks as if it's been tanned with I can't believe it's not butter. It does. Yeah. 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 It's uh he's been slathered. Yeah. <laughs> long hair king. Really made long hair a thing. IMO. Yeah. He got hit in the face by a duck on a roller coaster. Like that's the only Isn't thing that it? makes me believe in God. I know. Like there, it, that was one of those moments where it's like, if there is a God, he has a sense of humor. Like I know, yeah. I love it. Some people don't know that story, and it's like one of my favorite things. And also, like, there's photos of him yep. at the yeah. end of the ride with like blood on his face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really crazy. It's just yeah. how could this happen to me? I'm Fabio. Right. <laughs> That's what they get for putting slathering him in butter. The bird is probably like that. Looks tasty. Yeah. <laughs> A big old piece of toast on that ride over there. What a what a thing to be a margarine spokesperson. Like, right. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Margarine needed it. Margarine yeah. needed it to did. be sexed it, up a little it, bit. It, it, it yeah. definitely has had its moment way more than it would have, I believe. Yeah. What uh, what year are y'all in here? Like 12, 13? Uh, oh, 10. Uh, podcast? Yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah. We just celebrated our 10th. Yeah. So we're into our oh, 11th, yeah. Thank you. I know. I, I, I was like excited to have you on because I feel like there's so there's not many of us who've been doing it like past yeah. 10 years. So how many, How what are you guys in? You're in 15? We're, yeah, we're year 15 and wow. uh, very soon in April, I think. Uh, and, you know, it was a, the landscape was just so different back then. Uh, yeah. And then 10 years ago, it was so different. So I can't imagine trying to to carve out a path these days you know i know i know i do feel like it's like when people ask me about podcasting i'm like we'll start 10 years ago yeah <laughs> Build the time machine. yeah i know i see you didn't you hadn't even like listened to one when you guys started right no i didn't even know the word uh it was just sort of like a, a work assignment and uh <laughs> we had enough time to to fail and no one was paying much attention and so uh it's just not like that these days you got to come out of the gate just right come out hot yeah. yeah, I do what? feel like there was more time to kind of like find figure out what it, what you're doing. Absolutely, yeah. What was the impetus to start stuff you should know? Uh, well, I mean, it was quite literally a work assignment. My partner Josh and I were writing these explainer articles uh, on a reference website called How Stuff Works, and um, like doing a research paper every week, basically. And our boss said, "Hey." We got this new thing called the podcast. What do you, what do you guys think about just <laughs> taking these articles you're writing and talking about them? And there's really no way to to fail. Uh, I think he literally used the words "low hanging fruit." And <laughs> so we tried it out and had a good rapport, and just sort of <laughs> fell ass backwards into a weird career. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> that's the thing being a podcaster because I think I always think like none of us ever thought we wanted to be podcasters, and we grew up. 
Yeah. Right. yeah like, we're all kind of here on accident. To yeah. <laughs> None of us were like a weird sort of offshoot of radio that yeah. anyone can access anytime they want is what Same I will here. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I was looking at your guys' Wikipedia page and no big deal. <laughs> and um I saw that you that somebody had a stuff you should know wedding themed uh, wedding. Is that we've had a few of those where, you That's... know, a, a couple has met kind of through us somehow and or bonded over us early on a, a, with the show. Y'all probably had that too though. I imagine there's been a lady to lady wedding. We we do oh, have yeah. a lady. We have yeah, people we do that are married. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they yeah. said they had a yeah. themed wet full wedding theme. Yeah, and we I was haven't like, that's that another yet. step. Which I yeah. have questions. I have questions <laughs> about <laughs> that. If, you, if there were to be a themed wedding on you guys, what do you think? Like, what would be the key elements of such mm-hmm. a such a thing? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I mean, this dank basement <laughs> model for the reception area. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I've heard them. Uh, other people say that they've like played our theme song. Mm. Um, at some point, like when they came into the reception or stuff like that. So probably just goofy little things like that. We've, okay. we've been asked to marry people or I'm to sure, propose yeah. for people. And I, I always back out of that and just say, no, nah, like y- you should propose yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think marrying so- that's so much pressure, especially if you don't if it's not someone, you know, that would like that's a lot. Yeah. That's that would be I don't know if I could pull that off. <laughs> I yeah. have done that, though. It's a lot of fun to officiate a wedding. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I I've bet. Offici- I've officiated three, like all friends or, or family, and it's been, yeah, yeah. They, it was great, you know? I, 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 oh, yeah, I feel like honor. friends. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, these are friends. Also, the like people that aren't performers think that you're a wizard because they're like, right. how? <laughs> how did you do it? <laughs> right. I am going to try to get, like, when I get married, if I get married, whatever, when I get married, I try to get French Stewart to. Oh, oh, he would be yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Officiate mine. Who lives in Atlanta now? So go. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he just mm-hmm. moved there. Oh, for work or just. <laughs> I think like I think they just wanted. LA. They were like yeah. over LA. Yeah. Yeah. So. A little bit of both. If you want, we could set up a play date with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Send you guys both to uh, Color Me Mine and make some mm-hmm. mugs. That'd be great. There. I had to be home by four. And, yeah, uh, that's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Take a jacket many, in case it gets chilly. How many animals <laughs> do you have, Chuck? What are we? What are we looking at? Uh, we we always have a baseline of four, um, two cats and two dogs. That is, I love it. Uh, swelled a little bit at times. We had three dogs and two cats for a while. Uh, when we came back from LA, we moved all our animals across country, and uh, they that first crew left, and now we have a whole new crew. But yeah, two and two is always a good number. Oh, yeah, what a dream. Balance out. Are yeah. they? Are the species? Is there interspecies friendship? Uh, well, the cats, you know, really want to be buddies with the dogs. I found that yeah. that works yeah. that way a lot of times. And the dogs are fine; they tolerate the cats just fine. But they're they're not like snuggling up like the cats would probably really like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's what you want at the end of the of day. Of course, yes. In, yeah. Interspecies love. Those are the gr- greatest. <laughs> yeah, you want ever. the little. You want the cat in the nook of the dog. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I will say my small dog because I have a small dog. I have a small yellow dog and a big yellow dog, mm-hmm. and the small yellow dog is an excellent nook finder. Like he find like my <laughs> big dog, the nook between like his chin and his chest. My little yeah. dog will like curl up in that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I wish I had that. It's just the best. Yeah, I know it's so cute. 
my dog is not uh he's not a nook boy for sure he's just <laughs> a crabby uh former uh he's more into angles he likes yes. hard straight edges hard, yeah. yeah hard straight angle you know <laughs> grew up on hard tack he's got a very right. grizzled <laughs> grizzled at sea vibe to him the cat really wants to be his friend but um i know cats always not, do yeah mm-hmm. it's just not gonna happen he's like that space alien like away from me they don't oh, like really? each other. Oh no, they're siblings, and I learned later that, mm. I've, or I've read online at least uh, since that, that like siblings a lot of times don't get along. You shouldn't adopt siblings, and oh, I thought, really? oh, a brother and sister, it'll be perfect. And they were buddies for a while, and now they just they just don't like each other. Oh, they, that's they, too they bad. They actually fight. It's really a drag because they know oh, how to push each other's buttons. Yeah, right. Siblings boy, fight in a very specific way. <laughs> yeah, I think the boy kind of bullies her a little bit, and. Oh, it's just a thing. Uh, <laughs> drama. I know. <laughs> I so you've done obviously so many episodes after so many years. Do you? Because I find them when we when we podcast. I think this uh-huh. happens to all of us. As soon as we're done recording, everything we just said falls out of our brain. Does yeah. that happen to you too? Yeah, which is kind of problematic for my kind of show. Yeah, that <laughs> for I'm sure. Just like walking encyclopedia, and that's just not the case. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there, there's a um, Josh and I kind of often talk about the it's like being in the line at the club, like one fact in, one fact out. Yes, how <laughs> much yeah. are you supposed to retain? So That's much. a lot. It yeah, is a lot. for sure. Uh, and you know, you forget entire. I'm sure you forget entire guests that you've had. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that so, makes me yeah. feel good to know that you. That's also happened because yeah, there's been people that I've met and been like, mm, talk to you for an hour on Zoom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. I know. Yeah, or people tweet things at me like, not the macaroni this time. Hashtag Tess Parker, right. and I'm like, <laughs> what okay, that? what's that mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean these shows mean so much to people though because we mm-hmm. get the same thing. Someone will come up and some random comment that I've said. They just they want to talk to you about that thing, and I'm like, uh, right. Put it put it in context. Like, what did you? Yeah. Mean? He said, "I was like, I have no idea. You got to help me out here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have there have there been any stuff you should know tattoos that you've seen yet? You know what? I don't think I've ever seen one of those. I, I okay. bet y'all have had those for sure. Not no, we haven't. Yeah, yeah. Not, really? not that we've seen yeah. yet. Not yet. Let us yeah. know if you have a if you have a tattoo. Now we're in a now Please. we're in a race here. Which yeah. which one can yeah, get yeah. it first? Well, I'll get a lady to lady tattoo. And- there we okay. oh, perfect. Perfect. Hell or yeah. what are we doing? Like our three faces across yeah, your sure. back. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah, yes. that sounds good. On, the Mount <laughs> yeah. Rush- on Mount Rushmore, the three of you. Yes. Hell oh yeah. God. And then just a, f- a blank face that just says fourth fourth right. lady. Uh, <laughs> on <name> later. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. TBD. Tattoo comes with a marker so you can update it. <laughs> I, I wanted to get what I, I mean when I was younger and considering tattoos. I, I I thought it'd be really funny to get on my arm one of those like woolly willies that you could just change. Do you know what they are? Like with, with, oh, yeah, the metal shaving, the beard thing. And I was like, oh, then you could just draw a different facial hair and change them up every day. Oh, that's that fun. fun. That's a fun idea. That's a fun cute. little a fun little thing. Yeah, yeah. my friend has one of those. Uh, he he has just a. Um, it's sort of like a cat head, but there's nothing in the middle. And oh, he cool. got it literally so kids could draw faces on it. Aww. That's so sweet. It is sweet. And and not in a really creepy way. He's a father. <laughs> and, uh, no, 
yeah. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, because that totally sounds like a very. Uh, <laughs> no, you're just like <laughs> I'm a way to entice hey, children wanna... to interact with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he keeps a bag of candy in his car too. So. <laughs> well, look, we all do that, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just so, for a hard day. Right. Yeah, don't shame the bag of candy. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Speaking of bags of sugar, I, you guys, I have two nieces and Girl Scouts. I got taken for a ride yesterday. (laughs) Uh That's on a year. Yeah, I have made, I'm day two. I've already made myself ill. (laughs) So, what are your boxes? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my number one, I can fuck these up like nobody's business is frozen thin mints. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, those just go down. Mm. Yep. You might, if you're having one, you're having a sleeve. It's a sleeve. Thank you. It's a, it's a sleeve a, per serving. A sleeve yeah. is a serving because yeah. they're also right. like they feel like you, like the fact that they're mint makes them feel even more like bingeable because it feels like light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's like healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It feels like it's like this is refreshing. Yeah. There's an herb yeah. in here. It's I'm basically brushing my teeth. Uh, <laughs> right. It's not like caramel or anything like that. Right. No, no, no. Be sensible. Yeah. It's just a nice, light, buttery sugar treat. Uh, and then they have a new one this year. I think it's new, but they're like uh, French toast flavored. Oh, oh. shit. Yeah. Okay. That's not new. Damn. Which I didn't even order, but my niece was like, the one you ordered, that didn't have. So I just gave you these. And I was like, okay. But <laughs> they're really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. But it's like. Some yeah. As well. It's just that time of year. It's that uh, time of year. What's your jam? What's the move? You know, I like the, uh, I'm a peanut peanut butter and chocolate lover. So I like mm. the peanut butter chocolate. Uh, tag along? do Maybe? Uh, see, no, tag along. I like both the peanut butter. The one that's the little cookie sandwich and the one right. that's covered in chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Yeah, those are. I mean, they're all good. It's like so tag, tag along not, the dose to dough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know my <laughs> Noma cookies hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I'll a, I'll go any of them basically. There I don't a, really get them anymore because I will eat so many of them. But um, <laughs> there was a table set up outside of REI the other day, and um, it was funny watching people run past them on the way out to be like, no, 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 no! <laughs> I don't want to get stuck by the daisies trying to bite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, who you do feel you like you vote? have a civic duty to like mm-hmm. binge on cookies, and they know that too. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not going to yeah. say no to this adorable child. No, of course. <laughs> they should give the adorable child also the um, clipboard because I avoid the the clipboards heavily, mm. and if I feel like the kids had them, I would be feel extra guilted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you the clipboards? Has this happened to you guys? Where uh, you're like walking into Target, there's a guy with a clipboard, and he's like, oh, "Can you? Do you just have like 30 seconds? I just need one signature for the environment." And you're like, "Yeah, I like the environment. Oh, you need a yeah. signature, sure." And then you sign one, and then he turns the page, and he's like, oh, "And he's that one too." And then he keeps going, and mm-hmm. you finally have to like call it. Oh, I make them explain <laughs> every single one to me, and then I and then a lot of people walk past, and then they realize they've wasted their time, and they could have gotten like five signatures. I'm like, no. <laughs> Go further, actually. What what do you, what do you think about it? And no, I just say no. I'm good. <laughs> or I'll I'll say give yeah. me the thing and I'll look it up. But I'm like I don't know yeah. what this is. I always get scared. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I just do a fake phone call. Oh, smart. Usually I'm oh, going. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll see you tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds good. That's usually what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I did one of those just the other day. It's a it's a classic move. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Put that put that square up to your face. And okay. Then- you're shielded. <laughs> when you guys are having a fake phone call, do you have like a default scenario that you're playing out? Like what's usually happening yeah. in your fake phone call? 
mine is always slight, is sort of uh, I guess from Costanza when he his theory is if you look annoyed at work, then people think you're busy. So <laughs> my my call is never. My fake phone call is never an enjoyable thing. I'm always <laughs> like something is stressing me out because I feel like I have to have the extra layer of protection. That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mine is generally like we're meeting somewhere tonight, but okay. where is it? <laughs> Mine's generally like, yeah, like talking uh-huh. Logis- like logistics. in very generic. Something's happening. Where? What time are yeah, we going to? I default to logistics, too. It's like, OK, and then tomorrow I'll be there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so twisted. I love it. Yeah. What about you, Brandy? I'm usually uh, figuring, uh, trying to explain how to like export a PDF or oh, if, that's if the printer's that's not working. Well, I'm like, okay. well, if the printer's not working, did you try changing the ink? Okay, that's fine. So technical. Well, wow. yes. Yeah, I just go full technical. <laughs> just try to explain. Okay, then put it on the desktop. Don't put it in a folder. You're never going to find it. Like that's. that's <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Wow, I love all these strategies. I think I oh, might yeah. have to ramp mine up to like. Put the gun down. Put the gun down. <laughs> Sarah, Maybe we all need to add a name in. Maybe like let's all we can all have a collective character, you know, named yeah. like uh, George or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all of us are like George. Where and then everyone <laughs> around with these clipboards is going to be like this. George person needs to get their yeah. shit together. Exactly. <laughs> he's real bad at everything, but he, I do like that he's asking for help. You know that shows. That's that true. Shows social true. growth on George's part. <laughs> do y'all ever think about like at, at the end of your life getting statistical analysis of, you know, time wasted? You spent this much time doing this. You spent oh. this much time doing that. I think oh. about that all the time. And like, I will yeah. now. Would that be as if on your deathbed they were like, you spent three weeks of your life on fake phone calls to avoid talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because that. that was always in order to save my time. That was on the way yeah. to something. Yeah, if I'm true. ever sitting in my car just doing it, then yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the I'm George trying to Costanza think what my saddest tip. metric would be in that rundown. Oh, God, oh. I know exactly what it would be. And I don't what? Wanna... It would be playing that stupid game risk. on my... It's it's risk. Risk. It would be playing Risk. risk. It's, yeah. so, I, it's so time-sucking <laughs> and horrible. <laughs> I think mine would be like piecing together life stories of like people I know in a tertiary way from high school on like mm. Instagram. Oh, oh yeah, right. that's cool. I, that's fun yeah. though. That's like detective work in the best way. That's true. <laughs> what about you, Chuck? What do you think your your most wasted? <laughs> oh boy, of time. I mean, I don't. I'm on Instagram now, but I'm not on the rest of social media. So when I was, I used to have those shameful. Uh, I mean, that was a weekly thing though with with the Screen Time app. You know, they would once a week you get that message on like if you tally this up over your life, this is how how, Mm -hmm. you know, wasteful it's been. But since I've gotten off of social media, I feel much better. Probably the New York Times crossword is my Mm. biggest time suck now. But I feel like okay. it's, it's worthwhile. That's, come on. Yeah, yeah, all right. My biggest weakness is I care too much. My no. biggest. <laughs> no, but when you spend like five or six hours a week on a crossword, you definitely start thinking like, well, oh, I could probably have done something better with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lofty game say... is still a game on your phone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I like oh, yeah. the, uh, my husband and I used to really like the mini crossword that the New York Times says, because that one you can do in like three minutes. Yeah, those are quick. Yeah. That's, That's a good, nice. I think, level of crossword commitment. But yeah, I, I have so much admiration for people that, that can do. Do you do the Sunday one? I do. And this is a new passion over the past like couple of years. So I haven't been doing it my whole life or anything. Uh, but it's fun. We just did an episode on cross, uh, the New York Times crossword, too. So 
Mm. Oh. Any what's the what's the one in one out fact about the New York Times crossword that might <laughs> yeah, surprise what's the one us? Thing you retained? <laughs> uh, here's kind of a fun thing that I never knew is you know the blacked out spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a mirror image of each other in every puzzle, which you can oh. see just by looking at it. But I never ever noticed that. Uh, oh, if you look at it and draw a line down the middle, it's just. Uh, it could yeah, be that's interesting. I guess like yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense. But I don't think I ever like noticed it. Hmm. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? I don't know. Tradition, maybe? Or maybe yeah. it helps with the layout? I don't know. How many people are, like, making crossword puzzles? Like, do they have a big team, or is it just, like, a few people? Well, they take submissions, too. Like, you oh. get a by a byline, um, and I think they have, like, a 2 to 3% acceptance rate. So oh, shit. A, a lot oh. of people spend a lot of times designing a puzzle that will never, ever get seen. Whoa. Guys, I think... <laughs> <laughs> we tried to get published in uh, Reader's Digest. We tried to get a joke published in Reader's Digest. It didn't happen. So it seems like New York Times crossword is a huge leap. Yeah. If we can't <laughs> hack it in Reader's Digest, I feel really good about our chances at the <laughs> NYT crossword. But if we worked on one yeah. over the year, maybe we could get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we're kind of people like us uh, are kind of used to that, like, Investing in something that never goes anywhere, whether it's a screenplay yeah. or oh yeah, whatever. So that's just like yeah, fine. That's another yeah, exactly. Thing that's <laughs> yeah, sitting that's, on the show. I mean, if you really want to be realistic yeah. about where all my wasted time is gone, I think we can look at my career. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, called fade no. in. Fade in is where all the time. <laughs> a lot of time working for people that did not pay me for it. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> okay. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. Everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Charles. <laughs> <laughs> when did you make the decision to start going Chuck versus Charles? Or was there ever a Charlie phase in your life? Uh, never a Charlie phase. I've always been Chuck, um, except when I moved to New Jersey after college, I, I was like, I'm going to go by Charles. It's, you know, no mm-hmm. one knows me here. So we'll see how that, that happens. And, uh, it was kind of fun, but now, you know, like Charles W. Chuck Bryan is sort of the dumb professional name that, that took, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not like I ever went by that or anything. It's just, I've always been Chuck. Were you a baby named Chuck? I was a baby named Chuck in the, in the, early, in the early 70s. You know, that's when that, there aren't a lot of that. Chucks anymore. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's a Chuck. My dad. Yeah, my brother-in-law's a Chuck. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's a Chuck. He, baby uh, named Chuck is a good Johnny Cash. Song yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just a little girl with a ta- with a sailor's tattoo on her arm out Aww. of the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> um, Do you have any Chucks, Babs? I have an Uncle Chuck, actually, yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time, so I forgot. But yeah, Uncle Chuck. We all got Chuck. Chuck. My 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 dad my Chuck my my father uh, uh-huh. <laughs> his nickname was Butch growing up, which was weird. Oh. I don't know why, but it was like Butch was the nickname for Chuck. I mean, we're also hillbillies, so I think they just if you didn't know their name, I think they just called you Butch growing yeah, up. Yeah, Butch is like a default. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Where are you Bud? from? I'm from Maryland, but that side of the family is like Manassas, Virginia descended. Uh There's like a, there's like a great grandfather that we thought 
died naturally, but turns out that he was killed in a very mysterious way running um, moonshine in New yeah. Jersey. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a lot. There's I've got outlaw blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, that through my veins. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, side all right, let's uh, play a, a game called Who, What, When, Where, Why. Who, what, where, when? Who, what? And we will be making music videos for all of these songs, I yes. swear. <laughs> this was an idea we had. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to ask you some questions. There's no wrong answers. Here we go. Who would you want to talk some sense into? Half the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the pretty most obvious. Yeah, yeah. It, it, which is also impossible to do, so yeah. 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 I don't know yeah. what the answer is there. That was depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, depressing. No, hey, Chuck, you know, grind this the show to a halt. I have like a fake Instagram. I when we were doing all the Britney stuff, I had like a another Instagram account I was using to like follow certain people, and I was also following a lot of like you know religious and like right winger types. And so sometimes I'll be I won't realize it, and I'll be logged into that one, and my algorithm is like. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's probably and, so insane. Yeah, and I was just like, and the one the other day was this woman who, I don't know, she's not, she's Fox News-esque, you know, she was like talking about, um, just like, she was talking about Rihanna wearing red and Sam Smith wearing red and Lizzo wearing red and how she was like, okay, now we all know this color represents that they are in a satanic cult. And I'm like, really very original. The color red representing Satan. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like also one of the Christmas colors. Yeah, it was just like Valentine's yeah. yeah. just happened. Also, the MAGA uh-huh. hats, like, what do you want? You're just saying nothing. You're just yeah. saying shit to get people mad. You're just you just say anything you want to get people pissed off, and it just was so annoying and stupid. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, that's always whenever I want to be enraged, I log on to that uh Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's hilarious because also like red is like the traditional Republican color. Like I know. It was yeah. it's it like made, what and it was just like case. it was like artists have been doing this imagery forever. You know, like Sam Smith was a devil at the Grammys. Like yeah. big fucking deal that's been going on since the yeah. beginning of time. It's a trope. Yeah. That, you know? It's a trope we use. Yeah. yeah, it's not like shocking. It's it's also so, all the time. It's so funny to be like I don't know. We put a robot on Mars and you're upset about the devil? Like, (laughs) how are these? And it's also (laughs) like you want the real devil. I mean, yeah, we all know. Whatever. Well, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Yeah, the devil's not real. (laughs) Right. So if you want to look at the real devil, you won't be able to because he doesn't exist. But you know what? And it's like, I feel like these people are just jealous that they're not in the Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's often what it feels like. It's like you start your start your own club, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the devil doesn't think you're cool. <laughs> okay, Chuck. Uh-huh. What's the deal with AI? You know, I haven't uh, dived into that whole thing with, but I have seen a lot of people's like, um, uh, you know, fake screenplays or whatever, like oh, yeah. AI bot written stuff, and it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I just my friend sent me one yesterday that was uh, Colin Malloy of the Decemberists, 
had uh, an AI write a December song oh, cool. that he then actually recorded, <laughs> um, which was kind of interesting. And, and, you know, if you're looking at it on that level, it actually is like super interesting. It's not just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is so dumb and funny. It's like, well, you know, let's, he kind of broke down the song as a songwriter and, and rated it and judged it and then recorded it and had to fight not to make it better. He said yeah. that was a big impulse to like kind of fix the thing when it didn't tie right. back in right or when the chord sort of wasn't mm-hmm. what it should have been. But uh, I think it's super interesting cool. and a little scary. Yeah. Right? Shouldn't we all be afraid? Definitely. Oh, I mean, the thing that alarmed me most recently was, to, I don't know if you guys saw the New York Times like tech columnist had a conversation Microsoft Bing has oh, yeah. revamped itself and is now mm-hmm. AI based. So the tech columnist had a conversation with the Microsoft Bing chatbot. Um and the Bing chatbot like started saying that it was in love with him and trying to convince <laughs> him to leave his wife and all this stuff, which is crazy. But his big thing was like this is really scary in terms of like the way this will be weaponized to influence people. Like if we think yeah. about the way that memes like what we were just talking about, like the way that yeah. stupid fucking idiotic memes are being mm-hmm. used on these people imagine something that actually has the ability to know how to manipulate you and know right. how to like touch on mm-hmm. all your most vulnerable spots yeah yeah i like yeah. that bing is that messy though uh <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> classic bing's still around first of yeah. all of course this is what's happening with bing's chat how about, how about we give jeeves some uh we, right. we bring jeeves to life i'd like to see hear what jeeves Aww. has to say about the whole thing it's like oh, yeah. been in a... so much more fun back when we were getting our information from a, a, a butler. fake uh, a butler, butler character. Yeah. <laughs> just like a little mr belvedere type yeah. okay i have chat gbt pulled up do we want to throw it something like tell it to do do something for us chuck do you have any ideas yeah. Uh, well, I mean, how does it work? What do you do to say, like, write something in the style of blank? Yeah, or? I be- I said create some podcast episode titles for the Lady to Lady podcast, but I don't think it knows us. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. It said motherhood, the good, the bad, and the hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's I think really funny. I think that should be the name of the episode with Chuck on it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think totally. motherhood. Colon. Breaking the glass ceiling, inspiring stories of female <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay. Where is our women funny? It feels like it's coming. <laughs> oh wait, should I write our? Let me, I'm yeah, ask that. it. Ask it if women are funny. Yeah, our, yeah. See what it has to say. Funny. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Took a little too long to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> women are just as capable of being funny as men. <laughs> Thanks, <Hey>. chatbot. <laughs> and then it, it lists a bunch of people. Lucille Ball, Joan Rivers, Carol Burnett. Anyone Not alive? Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask it any Carol current. Alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of reaching back. Um, yeah. <laughs> there have been countless female comedians throughout history who have been extremely successful. It's important to recognize and appreciate the talent and hard work of female comedians, just as we do with their male counterparts. <laughs> Very politically wow. correct yeah. answer. Thanks, robot. Yeah. So what is the deal? I, I'm completely naive in all this. Is it a, a, a program you install or something, or is it just is it a website? Is, is it an chat, app? Or, ChatGBT is just one you can go in the browser. Like You have to make an account, but you can okay, okay. just go online. Um, yeah, like... Very interesting. I'm gonna have okay, to okay, right. I'm gonna say, give me a feminine, give me a plot line of a Seinfeld episode uh, that is feminist. That I don't know if this is gonna yeah. make sense. 
A feminist plotline for Seinfeld could involve the main characters exploring issues related to gender equality and women's rights. Here's one possible plotline. Title, The Feminist Book Club. <laughs> Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer decide to start a book club focused on feminist literature. They invite several women to join them, including a professor of women's studies at a local university. Blah, blah, blah. A few people. At their first meeting. This is like really going to detail. <laughs> I, wow. wow. <laughs> they have a lively debate about the pros and cons of various strategies for achieving gender equality. Jerry and George, who are initially skeptical about the need for feminism, start to see things from a different perspective after hearing the stories and experiences of other members. Elaine faces sexism at work when she's passed over for a promotion. Kramer, who's usually more concerned with his various schemes and get-rich-quick ideas, becomes inspired by the passion and dedication of women. He starts to volunteer at a local women's shelter. As the book club continues to meet, okay, this is taking, this is way too long. There's wow. Yeah. Plus, they kind of like, uh, <laughs> they would never start a club on Seinfeld. That They, they yeah. lost me at the very beginning. It would be more like <laughs> Jerry is roped in to his current, through his current girlfriend, he's roped into attending a thing. Yeah. Like, yes, they, yes, yes, yes. They, they, they weren't club starters. Yeah, there'd be no. a conversation where Elaine's like, you gotta go. You want the nookie, you gotta get right. the bookie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, see, take that AI. We're still better than you. We got this. Perfect. That's, I'm not uh, scared the, of you. Do y'all follow the modern Seinfeld uh, Oh, uh, oh that Twitter's it's amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. And that's where I'm like, that's where you're like, oh, fuck, AI is going to like, you know, because you can obviously, yeah, you can make it generate stuff. But I do think right. for now, art's still alive. Maybe no, no only yeah. in the next five years. For now, I, our soul means a little something. <laughs> okay. yeah. I do think it's a nice tool as an artist to just be like, oh, cool. Thanks for generating that idea. Now I'll improve upon it. Because you right. like, yeah, like, you I know. haven't used it yet for like writing or jokes, but I'm, I'm sure it'll become useful in some way, you know. Yeah, um, we'll see. We're gonna right. we'll see when they download all of our all of the Lady to Lady podcasts into a bot, and then oh it's just we can just run. We can just put that, and it can run the episodes. Oh boy, <laughs> It'll we'll be, be we'll be in the Bahamas on the beach. <laughs> Sounds good. Just read the screenplays and not comment on them every week. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chuck. Uh, when is the first time you felt like an adult? Hmm. Probably after I moved, when I moved to New Jersey after college, uh, even though I was still like pretty young, that was because college isn't adulting really. Yeah. No. Uh, so, like, after that, I moved across country and uh, where I didn't really know people. And I think I was like, all right, this feels like an adult thing to do. But of course, looking back now, it wasn't at all. It was, you know, 23-year-old truck still, you know, yeah. nothing was much different. But at the time, I felt like an adult. Do you think you'll have that same thought 10 years from now about how, about your current self? Oh, good Lord. I turned, <laughs> I turned 52 in a few weeks. So yeah. if, I, if I look back at 62, <laughs> I think like, what a kid that 52-year-old was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's all. Like, I'm starting to sense my mortality, so it's kind of going the other way. Mm. You have any, as, as women on the precipice of, you know, yeah, the the 40, 40th decade, uh -huh. uh, what do, you, do you have any advice for entering the 40th, you know? No, because it doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> you know how it is. A age, and it's so trite to say, yeah. like, age is just a, a number, but it really is. Mm -hmm. uh, although it is weird, like... You've seen people like on uh, social media that you've dug up from your past from high school that look so much older than you. 
mm-hmm. and it's not even it's not like wrinkles or whatever it's just they present so much older yeah and, and that's always weird to me that people that really just leaned into adulting hard early on yeah uh, and sort of became like you know your granddad or something that's always strange because I'm still right. I mean I'm not gonna change I'm gonna be in my 60s and wearing you know flip-flops and my stupid Gibson guitar beanie yeah <laughs> yeah well and it's true you do meet kids that you like wouldn't be surprised if I met a musil in their backpack right <laughs> like <laughs> some people that's just their personality they are born old yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God. My boyfriend has very much old man vibes. And we were like inviting some friends to dinner. And I was like, oh, what time did you tell them to come over? And he was like, oh, like five. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's insane. And I, then I realized he wanted to jam. So he wanted to jam mm. before dinner, but I was, and he didn't want to be loud too late. That was the real, right. but I was just like, I can't handle this. <laughs> you want to eat dinner at like six o'clock? This is insane. Fuck you. I want to play yeah, records I mean, on my mini- mimeograph. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the sweet spot? I mean, no one, no one likes doing stuff too late now, right? Yeah. Not too late, but I'll, I'll like fi- also five in LA is very funny because that's when traffic's the worst. So I'm like, you're going to make yeah. a drive through that, that is super early. to get to our house yeah. at the- I got to say, my husband and I are on kind of like a Barcelona <laughs> schedule. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we like go like 11 p.m. dinner. Yeah, oh, that's, wow. I'll yeah. By then for sure. Yeah. I think because we both do comedy or like that's just kind of like when we started. That's usually like when we're starting to get home for the night. I'll start making dinner at like 10. And I, I like I, I like eating dinner. Wow. I know every nutritionist is probably listening to this like this is so bad for you. But like I like eating dinner and then. He does the dishes and we watch TV and go to bed. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, I do the same thing, but we just do that at six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you have a kid, too, they got to eat earlier. So, you know, chained to their time schedule, unfortunately. Yeah. What about so you got the good kid snacks in your house? Eh, sort (laughs) of. We we We, don't keep a lot of that stuff around, but, yeah, occasionally there'll be a, a... a gummy bear or two that find their way to my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's my I favorite just, thing when I go over to my like uh, my brother's place because you know my niece and nephew like they're they don't have a ton of like garbage or anything, but I'm always yeah. like, ooh, there's a snack cabinet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, goldfish. You don't get those really in an adult house or uh, string cheese. Yeah. All right. Good point. It's not. It doesn't have to be pure <laughs> Barbara. garbage. Barbara literally <laughs> has string cheese. <laughs> My morning string cheese is right here. (laughs) String cheese fucking slaps, man. Okay, speaking of, we can ask this next question. Where can you get the best donut? Mm. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm in Atlanta, and so Krispy Kreme is sort of the... The Godfather. Oh, I didn't yeah. Krispy Kreme is. Are they from Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, I I don't know know if they started around there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they started in Atlanta, but somebody might fact check me on that. But it it was like when I was a little kid, there was the big Krispy Kreme donut uh, store or whatever. Oh, yeah. Getting them fresh off the line. Yeah. And we would um, for school fundraisers. A lot of times it was a Krispy Kreme based fundraiser. So we would sell boxes of donuts. Oh, yeah. Did you get high on your own supply? Uh, Of course. (laughs) But I mean, I can't get that stuff anymore because you just, you eat them all. They're so goddamn good. Oh, yeah. And And that's another, Krispy Kremes, especially, I I love donuts, but Krispy Kremes have that like, almost like the Thin Mint thing where they're so light. 
Like yeah. they just kind of like melt <laughs> on your tongue like, like immediately. Thing. Yeah, they're like a separate type of donut. Yeah. 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 We yeah. also did those as like a marching band uh, uh, fundraiser. And we also did it like, this is like so crazy. We used to do this. Um, we would make submarine sandwiches. So like a bunch of kids just <laughs> oh, at five right. in the morning would like be handling cheese and meat and like making sandwiches. <laughs> and then we would get wow. like the Krispy Kremes delivered and then we would take everything to like all the people. But everybody, because we knew that our d- that morning was always just like so long once a month that we would each just like get our own box of Krispy Kremes in addition to all the ones that we had. And then we would just be like teenagers in the parking lot, just like shoving an entire box of Krispy Kremes into our mouths before we had to deliver a bunch of disgusting subs. Wait, where, how does the sandwich figure in? I think I... Oh, it was like two different fundraisers that we like, we delivered at the same time. Like we had but to go... you sold the sandwiches. Yeah, we had to go around okay. to our neighbors. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to go so around insane. to our neighbors and be like, hey, would you like to buy an Italian sub from me i will make so (laughs) weird yeah me a stranger will make it and deliver it to you do i seem trustworthy enough to handle your food um that is weird that's it was insane it was a weird fundraiser i don't know how yeah subs and donuts like it's one or the other like no they don't go together the fact they're doing them at the same time (laughs) it was real weird i i don't know why none of the kids thought it was a good idea i always felt like our band director was getting kickbacks from the company somehow we just had a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding uh, mr powell just in general because it was just like yeah yeah, this makes no sense why (laughs) why we don't they're disgusting we don't even like them because you could get you could get trying to yeah go ahead Oh, there was just two different versions. You could get it with lettuce, tomato, or you could get a freezer sub <laughs> that was without lettuce, tomato. And I would always be like, hey, look, even if you're like going to eat it when we bring it here, you should not get the freezer sub because that lettuce <laughs> will make your so- sandwich soggy. Who's putting lettuce in the freezer? Oh, my yeah. God. Gross. There's no such I thing weep. as a freezer sub. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Gross. Fucking gross. No, I was trying to think of something weird or is just a joke to riff off of. of- yeah. Something you would make at home and sell some fundraiser. And I think sandwich is the funniest. No, yeah, it's truly. It's for it's sure. It's also funniest. just such an easy thing. You can all make donuts at your home. Sandwiches, right. you, right. make your, you can make it. Your yeah. Home. And it's like, easy. I know that, like, if I'm being honest, a lot of subs are being made by teenagers. Yeah. But like the one yeah. teenagers in the wild, like I feel like I trust that like a sandwich artist like in the subway facilities more yeah. than like you know a- what you're getting. Yeah. When you yeah. go there, you're yeah. watching it happen. This was in our gym. It was right. in our gym. <laughs> yeah. We wheeled out tables and weird little assembly lines and then parent volunteers wow. watched us do it at five in the morning once a week, once a month. <laughs> Made no sense. Yeah, I don't with, know how more subway, people did it. You're like, I'm making a choice to go in and I'm watching yeah. them make it. Yeah. I've got my yeah. eyes on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very standardized. It's like I- edible IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> Made from the same ingredients, also. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> okay, one more oh. question before we go on break. All right. Why? This is a big one. Why do we doubt ourselves? Hmm. Why do we doubt ourselves? I'm trying to think of something funny, but it's such a sad question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we don't, okay. we, don't, we bookended it with some nice bummers. That's, we like yeah. to go yeah, in yeah, and yeah. out with like sad stuff. Yeah. I mean, you doubt yourselves because of uh, deep-seated insecurities stemming mm. from childhood traumas. Well, anyway, we're going to go on a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get some free <laughs> Thank you. 
Hey, everybody. We're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Charles. And we're going to um, play you guys a little update that we had from somebody about a, a topic we were talking about recently. We were asking if people still do that thing where they take home, like, eggs or bags of flour or babies to you know in high school to give kids a sense of what it's like to take care of children i don't know if they did that when you were growing up did they do that for you Uh, i didn't do it but i i I know the practice i'm familiar so we had someone tell us uh what it was and there's some interesting facts hi ladies this is courtney i am kind of alarmed at how frequently i want to call in because your podcast is just so funny and y'all are so relatable um, but this time I'm calling in, uh, in response to the episode with Aparna where you're talking about machine babies and like whether or not people still do that in high school. Well, I'm here to report that my mother just recently retired as a home ec teacher here in Washington state. And the answer is yes, they do actually do those baby experiment things. And growing up, she always brought those robot babies home because for some reason her school district ended up with enough money for home ec to buy robot babies. But sometimes we couldn't find the right key to turn it off and to simulate the feeding. And so the only way we could sleep or get rid of the sound was to put them in the washing machine. So anyway, growing up, my home ec teacher and I, as in my mother and I, put a bunch of babies, robot babies, in the washing machine. Anyway, hope you enjoy that tidbit, and may uh, no one else have to endure that. What a strange experience. All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Wow. so they are. They're full on doing the robot babies that you need to feed and stuff like that. Wow. And I love how ultimately it's like a smoke alarm where it's just going to annoy you so bad you'll do anything you can. Yeah, just to make it stop. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I mean, it beats an egg, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Hey, pun. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is cool, but it's just like it's just funny. Also, it's like, yeah, what school district has money to buy all these robot babies? Yeah, I'm That's sure there's a other really good point. Other parts of the teaching staff that were like, "Hi, we could maybe some rulers for the yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. Math books, please. Yeah, it'd be nice if we updated other things. We don't need a full on robot. This is another deal where the principal had a deal with the robot baby, like the set some sandwiches and they yeah, like... kickback. What, yeah. what do they look like? I have to look these up. I robot think they babies. just look like they look like little baby dolls, like uh-huh. basically, but they have. Um, yeah, they have these things where they'll cry. They have like little bottles to like pretend right. you're feeding them, and then you have mm-hmm. to like change them and stuff wow. like that. Oh, the first one that came up for Google on me has a really disturbing face. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good too, because you know what, your yeah. baby might have a disturbing face, so you got yeah, true. So, and so I mean, true. it's like, look, even if you have an ugly baby, you're gonna have to learn to love it. It's exactly. just, unfortunately, exactly. unfortunately, no never talks about that. There are yeah. some ugly ass babies. Oh man, it's always bu- a bummer when your friend's got an ugly one, and you're like, ha. Ah, yeah. We'll see how it turns out. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I like them better. I think it's like the. You know, it's like the ugly dog. underdog like, story. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, that's true. I get that. Um. Okay. Okay. Let's I'll do a lady sharing. problem. Yeah. Hell yeah. If you wanna. So yeah, let's do lady problems. If you have one, you can send them to us. Give us a call at three two three six butt thirty. You can also email us at lady to lady comedy at gmail dot com. Lady. Lady problems. 
problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? That's so great. <laughs> oh crap! I stepped on it. <laughs> I kind of like that. Actually, we always trick everybody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. <laughs> okay. Hello, ladies. I am calling with a lady problem that is around work. So I am in a place where I am looking to get a promotion and a raise, um, and I feel like I would love advice or tips on how to go into this negotiation um, without how much I need a raise being, like, the main point of the conversation. I am thinking of couching it in, like, I want to talk about my long-term goals. I want to talk about my growth within the organization. Um, But I'm really just, like, I'm feeling the pinch financially, and I'm not – I don't think that that has a place in, jo- in like, salary negotiations, unfortunately, which is pretty fucked up, but it just feels like I don't know how to professionally say that I just need more money, and I don't know if I, I should. It might be something that I should just um, – maybe that comes after the conversation about goals and, um, you know, long-term positioning in the organization. For context, it is a small nonprofit that has worked – like it's done uh, globally and so small team but big big stuff happening and that I do want to be a part of so any advice you have would be great thank you so much bye that's Ooh, real that's interesting I'm not I'm not sure yeah as far as like I guess I haven't I've asked for raise before but I haven't like thought about the part of including like I need this. You know? yeah, yeah. I my instinct is don't talk about that. I don't no, think I, I think that's yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. That's for you personally to understand why you're gonna be so motivated to have this conversation. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think like the times that I've been successful in asking for more money, the most important thing I've done is like pointed to very tangible things that I've already done mm-hmm. that are maybe like outside of my job description so that it makes it like very specific. It's like, here are like the ways I'm already like adding value to the company. And, mm-hmm. and you are excited about this company and like, let that really inform this conversation. Like what you said at the end, like, I love what we're doing here. I want to keep being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, let it, let them see that enthusiasm and let, and talk about your accomplishments in a way that like, I want you to, I want to be promoted because it's better for all of us promote me. I'm going to be able to do this like times five, because then I'm going to have like the resources I need and the title. I need to be able to do that. Um, yeah. So I think that that's the most, I think the most important thing is just, is just being specific about why you're asking for this race. What have you done that makes you feel like it's time for you to get a promotion? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, unfortunately, most, yeah, most employers are not just going to be like, oh, out of the good of, goodness of my own heart, here is more money. Uh, <laughs> you've definitely really got to like make a case, I think, for yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I work for a nonprofit part time and, uh, you know, they can be messy. They're, I think, like, <laughs> they're in their own world kind of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I, I get it if you work with a small team and feel like you guys are really close. I do understand that instinct maybe of as far as like maybe if I really personally relate to them that I'm having a hard time, they'll see. But I do think, yeah, you have to keep it professional. Um, And I mean, 
let's be honest, you fucking deserve a raise because you're great. <laughs> you, I'm sure <laughs> you work really hard. You probably haven't asked for one maybe before or not in a long time, you know. So you, I think, yeah, put the personal reasons aside and um, maybe spend like uh, two weeks like really going the extra mile at work, you know, and not like kissing people's asses, but just kind of like, yeah, doing things that are a little bit extra and just kind of like really shining and then like make that meeting to go ask for that raise and really kind of make sure you've you know put in a a few a little extra uh sweat and then kind of slide in there i do think like that the goals conversation is also separate from like a monetary raise situation too like if you genuinely do mean that you do want to advance within this too where it's like Mm -hmm. what because i think like if you come in being like, I want to talk about a raise and my future, then all a boss is going to hear is like, they want more money. But if you come in and you're like, I would like to talk about my future in the company and like what we can be working on, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to hear your dedication and stuff. I'll think a lot more and not be put on like the defensive and immediately trying to say no. But I think like, I do think those might be two good separate things to do. That's great advice. Everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is where it just, it sucks so bad because I think historically it's so much uh, easier for a man to mm-hmm. um, to feel just like I deserve this. I of course I deserve this, and mm-hmm. and I have no problem speaking up for myself. And it's just it sucks that we're still here um, to where like it sounds like this person uh, is a, a little timid about speaking up and saying like, hey, you know, I deserve this. I've been, I've invested in this company and you should invest in me or this nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's a shame that that's still where we are in so many cases, but it's the, it's the system, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, I think the system is designed to pay everyone as little as possible, Yeah. but it just seems like men are, have never been shy about um, saying like, no, I, I deserve this. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Um, a million yeah. percent and I think to that point one thing that motivated I had a girlfriend who worked in recruiting and she told me that they prefer to hire women because they're a better deal because you can pay them less uh, and ever since I heard that yeah. it really emboldened me because I thought you know what we're gonna at least get up to the man rate yeah, yeah. I'm not a better like, deal yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a worse deal yeah, yeah. you're gonna exactly. splurge on me motherfucker yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and like also just remember, like they're not, they love you. Like they're not gonna go into this conversation knowing that you have the upper hand. You are the valuable thing. Like they're not gonna, if they're a decent company, nothing bad is gonna happen from you making this ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to be genuine, like don't, don't feel like you have to play a role or be someone who you aren't or play tough and uh, tough negotiator. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think that genuine thing will kind of really come across in a meeting like that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. mean, it's, t- you know, all of us are obviously, we're in different positions, like not working in environments like this that often. But I remember the last time I was in a position where I asked for a raise and it was way overdue. I mean, I've been there for years and years. I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, so much work and. They were also fucking us over because they were paying us as freelancers, not as employees, which they ended up uh, yeah. getting sued for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I definitely had earned it. And he was like, oh, yeah, of course. And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, I should have done this so yeah. long ago. Yeah. And that was something I read recently. It's just a little line, but it's something that's I've been thinking about a lot that said, um, you know, do things before you think you're ready. Because mm-hmm. I think, especially as women a lot, we do like 
hold, mm-hmm. you know, we get in our head and hold ourselves back before we should go for the thing. And yeah, I guarantee you're more than, you know, ready to go for this. So it's just about taking your moment. Yeah. Um, you could also steal um, 30% <laughs> of the things off of the men in your office's desks and sell them. <laughs> to make up that difference potentially it's a, I, you know what as someone who tries to flip staplers sometimes it's pretty tough right. flip staplers yeah we've never heard this before Barbara. what's going on no no I just like was you know I just am always buying things that I then need to sell so I haven't tried to flip staplers yeah. but I'm just yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean a stapler yeah, yeah. They're pricey in the store. You walk as soon around, as you drive off the staples of that thing it, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> That's yeah. good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck, listener. Yeah. Good Let luck. You got this. All right. Let's do one more. One more. Hey, ladies. Um, I have been listening to the podcast for a while now. I haven't ever really had a lady problem until now. So here it goes. I broke up with my boyfriend of about nine years, going on a year now ago. So we broke up a year ago. We're together for nine years. We had two dogs together. I am a huge dog lover we all know that ladies keep the dog right i'm also just really not a cold-hearted person so i cannot bring myself to fully cut him off from seeing these dogs so we have currently been driving about an hour and a half each meeting halfway to exchange them like once a month so i drive them there he keeps them for a week then we meet up i can take them home keep them for two or three weeks from there it's, I guess, going okay. It's not really causing problems, but at the same time, I'm dating someone new, and this person is like, you know, it would be cool to move on from our exes, and I don't blame them for saying that. So, like, I don't know. I'm having a hard time reconciling how I healthily break it off from my ex while also not being just totally cold-hearted because he's an animal lover just like I am, and I'd be devastated if someone took my dogs away. I just, uh, I don't know what to do. So any advice is appreciated. Thanks for making the pod. I look forward to listening to all, everything you guys do in the future. Please never stop. Thank you. This is a tough one. Yeah. yeah. This is hard because it's like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I think there's a, diff- I don't think it's like necessarily like that, not that you haven't moved on from your ex, like this just happens to be like, like you're not still emotionally attached, like it's not yeah, like. Yeah, a lot it, of people have custody with kids and they've emotionally yeah. moved on, but it's just is how you have to operate, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, exactly. So I don't, you know, any concern your like current partner has, like it's like, no, that's, I think, make, yeah, make that kid argument. It's like, no, this is, this is a shared custody situation. It's hard that they live that far away. Yeah. But, yeah. That's to me the big thing. Yeah. yeah. That makes it kind of like, uh, is this tenable? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, there's kind of two choices, right? You either tell the current partner, hey, you, you know, you're going to have to be secure enough in this yeah. to, to get over it. Or you call up the old partner and say, hey, you know what? Let's have a real adult conversation. This is, it's too much time. It's too much effort. I really hate to have to do this, but um, mm-hmm. you're not going to see your dogs anymore. <laughs> Oh God! I know. Hurts to hear that. You know. Well, okay. So I shared custody with my ex. Actually, we shared custody of our dog for I think like close to two years. Wow. We we both lived in LA, so um, that 
factor wasn't there, uh, but it did. Like when we started dating other people, you know, I'd like come to get the dog and I'd see like someone else's shoes in his apartment. And like, I don't know, there are like yeah. weird uh, yeah. moments mm, like true. that. Um, but I think the best part of it was that both of us had um, a dog sitter for going out of town. Right. Yeah. Right. So I wonder if there's a way to work this out with him where it's like, look, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't think this is going to work out for me to continue to do this on a regular basis. Would you be open to, you know, when I go out of town kind of being like the go to dog sitter? Yeah, I think or that's is, the best solution to me. Yeah, but then it sounds like I'm, I'm like working for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say like, I would maybe not put it that way, but just be like, you know, this isn't like something that's going to hold long term. It's just too right. much. So maybe is, is there a situation where we can just do it less or like maybe, yeah. you know, yeah, maybe if I'm going out of town or something, but not make it only that, but... You know, once every six months or something like that. Yeah. Like, we see them sometimes. Or the schedule is like more flexible where it's like it's not always like the first week of the month, like no matter what anybody has going on in their lives or whatever. Right. It's like because he might have things that he's, you know, busy. You know, he has a life of his own as well, too. You know, I, I also would guess that he knows that this is not going to go on forever. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. some it's that's not a situation that is going to last forever so it's like he understands that that's gonna end and that you probably are the primary person so he should get a new dog he'll get it yeah he should get a new dog dog he should kind of like move on and start building his life that way and so that it will be easier when you know Mm -hmm. she has them full-time yeah you you ended up taking your dog though test like eventually Mm -hmm. what did you just say like hey i gotta take him um you know what i don't even I don't remember having even really a conversation about it. I think we just kind of ended up. It just de- made sense. I always was the primary. I, yeah. I just kind of didn't give him a choice. No, I. Uh, you were on, on a fake phone call at the time. So. <laughs> I was helping someone I'll open get up right a back PDF. to you about the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just ghosted him. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, think I, I, I obviously wasn't there, so I feel like it's probably a similar situation where it's like eventually you're like, all right, this doesn't make sense to keep on, you know? Yeah, like I, like, I feel like I feel like it became kind of naturally more and more infrequent, like how often we would trade him off until it just kind of became me always having him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, wonder so what I, the dogs think. And we always I, think about how hard it is on the sure. kids, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure dogs are just like great. It's you know, it's dad or it's mom. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, what you got to do put them go to a park, put them in the yeah. middle, and see who they run to, and then yeah, oh. the, old, the old Annie trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we always think- joke that about our dogs. Like, we leave them with a dog sitter for like three days, and we come back, they're like, "Oh, we have new owners now." Like, yeah. no, you don't. I know. Oh, they're ours. It's cool. That is what's kind of nice about our cats. Not They are, they are so scared of ever, anyone else. So when we come home, they're very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's also nice. to everyone else, they barely exist because we're like, we promise they're super cute, but they never come out when anyone else is here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck. I think it'll work itself out. You just kind of need to have like maybe a few tough conversations yeah and i think just over time yeah you guys will get more of a a, a rhythm that yeah and makes more um, sense in the, in the meantime the most important thing i think is to email us a photo of the dog so then we can yes. really know <laughs> so lady to lady comedy gmail.com please yeah. 
send mm-hmm. us the dogs. <laughs> or maybe blame it on the dogs. Say, you know, they told me they weren't into it anymore and that they didn't miss you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just can, really rub it in. Yeah. yeah, you can do some real sabotage stuff where you like send them back with. Well, I don't want to hurt the dogs, but you know, right. give them diarrhea on the way home right. <laughs> when they go visit him or something. They prefer Gary now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Yeah. That's our show. What's What's the W? Uh, Wayne. Uh, oh, that is cool. That's a good very, name. very seventies name. Not not a lot of Waynes around anymore. Yeah, that's a. I I'd, I'd look at a baby Wayne. I like a baby Wayne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, little Wayne. Yeah. Little yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, if you will. Thanks well, this for was so much fun. Us. Yeah, oh. thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, eight years after you talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Look, a few things have happened here or there uh no, i'm just kidding i'm very oh, honored to be on this is such a great show and uh you're all awesome Thank you. This is a blast. we feel the same about you and we're so glad Thanks. we got it together finally yeah yeah in yeah. another we'll have you on another eight years mm-hmm. great and in perpetual in since both of us will probably be podcasting to our graves we'll just right, be right. doing it in perpetuity yeah. every eight years <laughs> Uh, Look forward to us in perpetuity. We'll see y'all next week. I nailed (laughs) that. (laughs) Crushed it. (laughs) Bye-bye. Three, two, three, six but 30. It's six but 30 somewhere. Hey, ladies. Long-time listener here, Greta. I live in Utah, born and raised. And I was raised Mormon, but I stopped going to church at like 15 because, you know, organized religion just wasn't my bag. Um, I'm a little behind, but I just listened to the Spice of Spencer episode, and I was dying laughing when Bab brought up um, the, what I like to coin them as Mormon bars, which are all of those soda fountain shops. So, like, Swig, Fizz, they have all these little names for all their soda places, and the best part is the irony and the hypocrisy because there is no bigger consumer of caffeine in the key to a Diet Coke as a Mormon mom of any age, any age. So while they look down on coffee, which I got to say is my best friend, they do consume Diet Coke by the gallons, and it is definitely, definitely there at the Mormon bars. So I just wanted to say a shout out to Babs for bringing that to light because it was too funny. Thanks, ladies. Love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Hi, ladies. I was just listening to your episode at SF Sketch Fest when you did the Fuck, Mary Kill with Prince Harry, John Hamm, and Prince. I have to say I agree with Tess on this one. I would definitely fuck John Hamm because we've all seen the outline of his package and I'm not passing that up. Um, I would marry Prince Harry because he's wealthy, he seems kind, he's got that accent, and unfortunately that just leaves Prince to kill, even though I love Prince. So just wanted to say, I hear you, Tess. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy. And give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Hold up. 
follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.